Hallelujah. Just keep soaking in that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Your presence is what I seek here this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Holy Spirit, you are present. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You charge the atmosphere. You're in me. You're upon me. You're all around me. Hallelujah. Your goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Louis. In you we move and live and have our being. Our everything is in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Monday morning. Hallelujah. Tuesday morning. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. We live in you. We move in you. We have our being in you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You know what can't penetrate uh, this kind of an atmosphere? Demons can't penetrate. They can't stand the mention of his name. They can't stand when you have put the armor, the shield of light around you. They can't penetrate. They can't penetrate your shield of faith. The Bible says when we praise like that, which is the highest form of faith, we have a shield. The shield around us stops every fiery missile of the wicked one. For you at home too, create a shield of faith around you in these last days. The enemy is penetrating the depressed, penetrating the downtrodden, penetrating the sad. He is he has got a highway that he can get in there. You know, all these movies that are coming out that are full of fear, they are there to create a highway for the enemy. And that's why we, when we praise him, hallelujah, I'm telling you, we're not just singing till the last people come. We're here praising to form an atmosphere because in his presence is healing. In his presence is fullness of everything that is necessary for life and godliness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And we will overcome as we uh, partake of what he said this kingdom is made of. We will not overcome if we allow the enemy to have uh, strongholds and free uh, access to our heart through anything or our mind, through depression and suppression, oppression. He wants your attention. And we are not giving him any of it today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's reach hands across right now. I'm going to pray for everybody. Hallelujah. Can we just, yeah, let's scatter it abroad, but that's good. That'll bring you close. John, just over here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Join hands. Hallelujah. Praise God. Look at these beautiful, man, you guys can sing so good. Some of you young ones and the older ones. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what happens when we join hands? When we lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Hallelujah. Because from my heart and from your heart, there is an anointing that flows through. I know it flows through my hands. Hallelujah. Sometimes you'll feel the heat. Sometimes you will feel like an electric current. Sometimes you'll feel nothing. But believe that when we join hands right now, hallelujah, we thank you, Father God, for my brothers, uh, brother and brother, two left and right right now, brothers, sisters, Father God, we are one in the bond of love. We are one, united, 
as your word says, you desire that for us to be in unity and in one accord and to walk in love. Why? For the wicked one touches us not. He can't penetrate our families. He can't steal our finances. He can't take our health. He will not, in Jesus' name, take our children. He will not take our loved ones, in Jesus' name. I declare over the family to the left or to the right of me, say that, say that with me. I declare, I declare. To, over the family to the left and the right of me that they will be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Everything that they desire, that they need, that is necess a necessity for life and godliness shall be theirs shall come into their life hallelujah we thank you for it nothing missing nothing broken in the mighty name of jesus they're above only the head only and not beneath we believe that in jesus name amen hallelujah praise god Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I believe that so strongly. That's why I like I, some of the people that uh, I listen to a lot, and, and I know they walk in such a, an anointing. I can't wait till they come a little bit closer. In fact, I, I might just use that ticket and fly to... Uh, we have some points left over. We've got to use them up. But I believe on the laying on of hands there's a transfer of power there's a there literally lay hands on the sick and they shall recover because there's literally you're releasing from the power that is resident in you and to the degree that we understand that or want to understand oh i'm you know that's why we don't know i'm just a sinner saved by grace or i'm just oh it's just oh it's just me no it's you with christ in you the hope of glory Amen. Wish I could grab some of you and just shake you. Amen. <laughs> I wish somebody would have grabbed me years ago and shook me. Amen. Hallelujah. Because there's so much potential. Not you. You're just the vessel. Like it says in Corinthians, I think, one four, chapter 4, it says that you are containing this light in earthen vessels. You are the carrier of what's in there. What's in there. Philemon 1.6 says that your lifestyle of faith or your Christian walk or your reaching out to others might be effective. How can it be effective? By looking inside here and saying, oh, Christ in me. By acknowledging what's in there. Should be daily. Should be on our fridge all the time. We've we got a short time. Oh, by the way, Merry Christmas. Why are you laughing? Do you know that uh, scholars believe? Well, I always knew it was September that Jesus' birthday was. Um, anybody else hear that? But scholars believe that it was on 9-11. And that 9-11 was just a distraction. Again, the, the people that know much more than I do, that, that know and can dial in with the stars. And, uh, you know, there's an exact time when uh, this and this happened in the stars. Go back to 2017. Uh, find out exactly what happened. And they calculate back. And they actually said it was... Um, 
Noah's birthday and, and the day when the ark finally came to arrest and all that kind of stuff on 9-11. And so the enemy always wants to bring distractions in our life. You know, the car breaks down. You know, the dog ran away or whatever it is. And we forget that every time you walk through your house, you are anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. You go around doing good and healing all that are... I mean, you, you all quoted that this week, right? <laughs> come on, let's be honest. Yeah, come on. But I'm going to pull you higher this morning. I want you to be excited because, you know what, they, we still might be leaving this week. So if I'm not back next Sunday, I got raptured. And you better start praying. <laughs> now, we all go together, right? Amen. You can, you can get saved after that, but it's going to be like... Uh, John the Baptist, it'll be rough. You'll get your head removed and, uh, or whatever. You'll you, you have to run to the hills. But uh, we believe him because this is uh, the end of Rosh Hashanah and, and, uh, and uh, you know, the Feast of Trumpets and that. And there's a cleansing. And it's really, Israel is on the, uh, a watch right now. And we need to daily be on a watch too. He may be coming. Any day is, is a day that, you know, folks, there's just no time. There's just no time left on the calendar. Hallelujah. So let's not pretend that, you know, we got another, you know, let's, let's plan for, you know, all these big things that we want to do on this planet. Folks, that's great. But I thought about this this week because there's a, the prophet, prophecy doesn't stop. Someone prophesies over the children and it, 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 they don't say, uh, there's no prophecy past uh, this, this day. They'll prophesy till the end of their life, that child's life, that he will do great things. But guess what? Somewhere in there is going to be an interruption of the, the catching away of the church. Somewhere, something, you know, or else we would all know, every, every prophecy, let's say, stops at, at 20, uh, 24 uh, September 15. Everything stops. Well, we'll know that the Holy Spirit has nothing more to say, but he, no, the Holy Spirit has something to say over everybody's life, and if the Lord... Uh, pulls the church out in the meantime, then uh, praise God for that. Amen. You'll be happy on the other side. Amen. Hallelujah. Be so excited. Hallelujah. It'd be like, uh, no, I won't say from the pig pen to the parlor, but, but it's almost going to be like that. There's, there's not one sad person in heaven. There's not one happy person in hell, I'll tell you that. And we get to, in these last days, we get to, on a, we're on assignment. By the way, all those books back there are free. We brought some new ones. Uh, make sure you take, I mean, every book there is worth somewhere between 8 to $15. So, so you give it to a neighbor and they think, wow, this person is generous. And you got them free from the church. <laughs> Good stuff. Come on now. Uh, um, there's just no reason why we, we, we shouldn't be giving our neighbors, winning people to the Lord every single day. Hallelujah. So again, today I want to share about end time prep. It's nothing sad. In fact, um, I shared out of Remember what chapter I was in last week? John 16, remember? Remember that at the end of John 16, it says that uh, this may be that you have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. When I say that, be sure that you understand you don't have to take any of those. Just because frustration comes, you know, let whatever it might be, don't take it. You're still in control of everything inside of here. Yeah. Amen? How do, how do I know? Because 
I think being thrown in an inner prison like Paul and Silas uh, were stunk to high heaven. To um, Someone said they got thrown in there at about 11.20. So they had probably 40 minutes because the prisoners heard them singing. What were they doing? Complaining. No, singing. Singing. They made a choice. Hey, we're writing the Bible. Hey, we have revelation from heaven. Hey, we're going to do what is necessary to have a jailbreak. In whatever form it takes, we are getting out of this situation. The stinky situation is not coming in. We're getting out. They didn't know the building's going to shake. No, that's, that's where we go wrong. Say, well, God, if you could show me how this is going to happen. How am I going to pay my finances? How am I going to get healed? No, you don't know uh, exactly uh, the end. Well, his part. Your part is appraising. Your part is not allowing the stinky cell and the injustice to get into your heart. Your job is to praise. So he has material to slide you into victory. Oh, if we could just get that. Is this another one of them praise messages, Pastor? You know, can't we talk about something else? It's not necessarily a praise message, but uh, the whole gospel, right from Isaiah chapter 40, where uh, John the Baptist is mentioned, all the way through Luke chapter 2, where the angels come down, all the way to John chapter 16 and 17, it talks about how we act, whatever the situation is. That's all I want to find out. Okay? If, if, if all of those three locations that I gave you, uh, uh, you can read them for yourself. We'll get there probably. Uh, um, Isaiah 40, uh, Luke chapter 2, when the angels came down, and John chapter 16 and 17. If every one of those says, guys, it's going to be a struggle in life. And just, I know, just get big boxes of Kleenex and, and you know, nothing ever works out. With, and, and one of the most misquoted scriptures say, all things work out for the good of them that love God. In, in uh, Romans chapter 8. All things work for the good of them that love God. Put on the brakes. All things don't work for the good. I could go right now to the McDonald's over there with, a, with my, the gun that I have in my car. No, I don't. But I could shoot up McDonald's and then end up in jail and, and sit there and quote the scripture. Well, all things are going to work out for the good. No, I have done damage. No, there is damage in families. There's damage in my life. There's stuff that will never get repaired again. What that verse is referring to, all things that, and it comes in about verse 28 of the whole chapter, everything that the Spirit of God has put inside of you and given you, all those things working together in the believer's life, bring it around to good. You will not win without praise. You will not win without joy. You will not win without faith. It is impossible to even be acceptable to God without faith. And so we might not have a lot of things yet, you know, but you know what? I will trade everything for the uncompromising word of faith. Amen? We might not have the, the glitter and the glitz and all that kind of stuff yet because that attracts a lot of people. But what does, well, what happens in a lot of people's spirit is like, ah, you know, that, that, that message. And Satan is working hard to keep people from that. So you are, thankfully, you've pushed through so that you can hear the uncompromised, 
The word, because I'm, I'm telling you, if I sat there and said, you know, maybe you're just another Job. How many of you have ever heard that sermon? Because he had boils. No, he had double back when he got his mouth straight. No, when he learned to pray, the Lord said, and he, how many more kids did he have? Who can help me out there? He had a bunch more kids, and he was blessed over double, and he was rich to begin with. So every time the devil comes in, there's sorrow and sadness. Every time God comes in, even though the Christian goes through a lot more stuff, uh, guess what? There is victory. There is joy. There is results. And as for me and my house, I want results. I want to see more people healed, set, and delivered. And it doesn't come by not presenting the word of God. It will only come with the word of God. So here in this end time, yes, in, in this world you're going to have uh, frustration. You're going to have uh, trials. You're going to have distress attempting to get into your heart. Again, don't take, say, I'm not taking it. Thank you. Let me just preach to you here this morning. I'm not taking it. <laughs> just say it because it, it breaks through a barrier. I'm not taking that. Bless God. I spent three hours yesterday frustrated. That means you just, oh, oh you're, you're in a wrestling match. And I remember my dad and I, we used to watch, uh, when you could watch wrestling way back then. This was back in the, the 70s when they were actually, uh, you know, not doing perverted stuff. And we would, my, my dad used to be a boxer, used to box guys that actually went into the Olympics. So he wanted, he wanted to train me for being a boxer, and I thought, no, my nose is too big to, to <laughs> I'd be all battered and bruised and look uglier than whatever. But anyways, and so, so we'd sit there at 12 o'clock at the Sunday night or whatever, watch, I remember The Brute and Sean Regan. Anybody remember those? Eric Froelich, all these wrestlers. I, I remember, <laughs> it's here. And I watched my dad, he'd, like, mm, he'd be sitting on the couch and he'd be almost in a TV screen, like giving the guy, you know, giving him and stuff like that. And, and you, know, you know now, you know it was acting. You'd see the guy laying on the ground and he'd just barely bring up the one shoulder and the other guy, boom, you know. He could have got up faster. We all know that. And we, we are trying to get him to get off the mat faster. Anybody ever see that in wrestling? It's fake, Okay. Amen. But so it is. And, and it's like the guy that I see every time we, we do a lot of breakfast out of Tim Horton, whatever. Um, and so there's always the same guy that walks around uh, Mac, uh, McDonald's. There's Tim Horton's. And then through the service station, he's always got a McDonald's cup. And he's just aiming, aim, aimlessly wandering through life. Here we wander like a beggar through the heat and through the cold. The same guy. I mean, I have compassion on him because he's got a little tag there's that, that there's something not quite working here. You know, so we understand that. And so, but in the spirit world, if we could look right now, there's a lot of Christians wandering like a beggar through the heat and through the cold, aimless in life, just hoping things will change someday when we have the power of the Holy Spirit to change. But we've got to put on the equipment that he assigned for us to affect the change. And so in the world we have tribulation, but be of good cheer. He's overcome the world. In other words, Jesus himself 
uh, yeah, he went through death, but overcame death, right? But he's giving you the instruction that in him you will overcome the world. In doing his principles, you're going to overcome the world. He's got principles. He's got a kingdom with keys in that kingdom. I'll just, well, just simple one. Um, um, the Bible says, speak to the mountain. The mountain will be removed. Oh, yeah, man, I better get a hold of that one. The shield of faith will quench every uh, mess, uh, missile of the wicked one. I'm going to get a hold of that one. You know, and so the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth from the kingdom of God. So that because we're in the last days, so that you will overcome instead of being overrun by the world. They can panic and uh, do whatever. Like I shared the other week too. The Jesus boat was on the sea. In Mark chapter 4, and so were all the other boats. Everybody in those other boats could have been screaming and whatever. But in the Jesus boat, and there was trouble in the Jesus boat, because they were not working the principles of God. What were they doing? Fear had entered in. Despair. Jesus, why are you, you know, why are you sleeping, Jesus? Right? I mean, somebody should have picked up the clue that, wait a minute, this is... He claims to be the savior of the world and all that kind of stuff. Let him see. what. Ha let's see what happens. Let's all lie down and sleep. Right? If we die, we die. We already left our business. Let, whatever. If, you, if we die, we die. You know, but they were... All of a sudden, what did they do? They opened the wrong door. After four lessons, they opened the wrong door and chose to be in fear. Chose to not work the principles in the Jesus boat. So when Jesus says, I've overcome the world... He expects us to work the word in these days. Work the word. Walk the floor. Praising God before we see anything happening. Rejoicing always. It'll solve a whole bunch of problems that we need counseling for. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Just a few verses in John 16 again. Everything, verse 15, 16, 15, John 16, 15. Everything that the Father has is mine. Guess what? He's the head of the body. That is what I mean when I said that he will take the things that are mine and will reveal, declare, disclose, transmit them to you. See, everything Jesus has everything Jesus is mine. mine. That's scriptural. Yes. Amen. Anything less is not scriptural. All right. And so, and then we, we told, I told you too, verse 20, it says, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you that you shall weep and grieve, but the world will rejoice. Okay, wow, then I should be in the world because they're rejoicing. You know, they're dying. They're sick. They're sad. What is this referring to? You will be sorrowful, but the sorrow will be turned into joy. When did that happen? When Jesus was resurrected from the dead. There was 40 days when he's still walking on this planet. And then he sent the precious Holy Spirit. So from that moment on, according to the prophets, everybody's supposed to be full of joy. Everybody gets to be full of joy. Hallelujah. In the world, the world is full of sorrow. And again, we could talk about suicide rates, even amongst the wealthy, even amongst those that win the Stanley Cup. There's such a depression afterwards because they think that was it, and that's not it. 
After the person buys a new car, they think that's it, and that's not it. After the person gets a new group of friends, they think that's it, but then, they're, well, they're just humans too. And so all of our joy, all of our substance must come from what Jesus gave us, transmitted by the Father. Through Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Amen. In earthen vessels. In, in older earthen vessels, like, like I'm 64 now, and John, how old are you? Okay. Well, he's 72, but <laughs> he's not that old yet. But, but praise God, it doesn't matter. Until our dying breath, we get to have what is transmitted through Jesus. All right, then let's find out a little bit more about what he gave us in this glorious gospel. So guess what? Chapter 17 is right connected to chapter 16. And when Jesus, Jesus has spoken these things, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify and exalt and honor and magnify your son so that your son may glorify, exalt and honor and magnify you. Just as you have granted him power and authority over all flesh, all humankind, now glorify him so that he may give eternal life to all who, uh, whom you have given them. What kind of life? Eternal life. What kind of, what's in that life? It's glory. The power. Everything that is necessary for life and godliness. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, right there, I would lock myself into a room and just until I finally get that. He gave me the substance that, he, and he asked the Father, he says, I want to give it to everybody else. I want to give them the glory. I want to give them, as it says, uh, the light that was on Jesus in John chapter 1. He was the light. John, uh, John uh, the Baptist looked at him and says, we have gazed on the light. Jesus has a light. Well, Jesus is telling everybody that follows me, gets the glory, gets the power, gets everything that's necessary for life and godliness. Amen? Aren't you glad that you can walk into any situation and you got the answers? You got the victory. You got everything. Amen. You got the healing. You got the full supply. David? <laughs> I'm going to pick on you a little bit. He's got such a nice pink shirt on today. Looks buffed. Hallelujah. You got everything that's necessary for life and godliness. Amen. Everything's already supplied by your heavenly supply. Because Jesus says, I transmitted it to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Where, where's the disconnect? Where would you say the disconnect is between Jesus saying, I've got it, Father, give it to them? The believing part of it. Amen. Hearing, receiving, loving, and obeying the word. Hearing, receiving, loving, and obeying, says the Amplified Bible. Everything that is necessary, I'm going to believe Jesus. Amen? And I, I stand as a pastor, and the Apostle Paul stood as an apostle, and says, I haven't apprehended it all yet. I don't understand it quite yet all. And he had a fight with John Mark in the, in the Bible too. So he wasn't 100% everything right, but he's pressing on to the mark of the high calling. He says, I'm pressing on to the mark of the high calling. I'm not going back. Everything is dung. In fact, the word dung, and when he uses the term, I can't even say it because we have children here. Dung is, you know what that is, right? But, uh, and then the other word, um, uh, your life is as filthy rags. 
Do an investigation on that one, you ladies. That, that is something like, wow, the Bible actually is pretty blatant in what it is when it talks about these things. It's back here. Everything good is here. And I'm pressing on to the mark of the high calling. Amen. I'm pressing. Say I'm pressing. All right. Why? Because he's given, he says, yes, I'm going to give them my life. I'm going to go into them. And, and the Bible says that he stripped himself, he, uh, he, everything that made him God, and he came into us. The fullness of God dwells bodily in us. Amen. And uh, we can drop down because I know I'm not going to get even close to finish here. And this eternal life, it means, this is verse 3, to know, say no, no. to perceive, recognize, become acquainted with, and understand. Every one of those words you understand or you can take a dictionary. This is what eternal life means. To do these things uh, so that they work in your life. Become acquainted with and understand that you are the only real God. Like there's nothing out there. Um, to know Jesus Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing. Because Jesus means, is his name. Christ means the anointed one. So I'm going to know the Father and everything that was in that package and he himself, how beautiful his name is. All these things. Know him and then know Jesus. Every, Paul said that. Paul said that to know him and the power of his resurrection. That's what, that's what I do right now. Everything else is manure. Amen. Yeah, your new Cadillac is manure. <laughs> in, the, in the eyes of, of, of what we have. What we have at our fingertips every day. Not just Sundays we squeeze out an hour that we actually go to church. Every day in Him you lay in bed and wow, Christ in me, the hope of glory. I challenge you, I challenge me to do that tonight. Lay in your bed, Christ in me the hope of glory, wall to wall, Holy Spirit, the power, the spirit that God is upon. And I guarantee you within 10 to 15 minutes, you will sense the anointing rising up. You want to jump out of bed and find someone to lay hands on. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says, uh, stir yourself up so you can have a batter unstirred, right? And it's, you know, eggs, flour, all that kind of stuff. You, you stir yourself up doing what? Praying in the Holy Spirit. And what does the Holy Spirit do? He prays, according to Romans 8, according to the will of the Father. Father, show them this. Father, you know, this is all good. And, you know, they, there's a connecting there. And you're stirring yourself uh, um, like an edifice, praying in the Holy Spirit. And you're getting all that information. And he's downloading it to you. And your spirit, man, is ready to pop. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm excited. I watched a lady, folks, 20 years in a wheelchair, come out of a wheelchair. Um, it's so easy. You can Google some of this stuff. 20 years, her legs weren't working, and come out of a wheelchair and give the testimony of, uh, I'm telling you, the place was hysterical. I want, I'm not settling for less. I told David, I'm not quitting until uh, the job is done. Amen. Hallelujah. It was done 2,000 years ago, but I'm standing right now with that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. 
Oh, what if nothing happens? Shut up. I'm serious. Shut up. Why would you be a, a, a voice for the demons? Every time in the Bible, Jesus actually took people and, and said, Get out of this room. Why would he do that? Why would Jesus be so rude to take family members and kick them out of a room? They had the spirit of unbelief. Demons. And you're, that's going to be the fight. Bless God. If you maintain... Well, just think, David. What, what is the problem to not stand there every day with uplifted hands and say... This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will praise Him. I'm believing for this, this, and this. Versus, well, you know, it's another day, Monday, you know, just another day. You know, why not? I'd rather go, go even with a sickness to heaven with uplifted hands, Him knowing that I stood every day believing. Believing that this word is true. Hallelujah. Praise God. And guess what? If you're willing to stand, it won't take that long. Amen. And that's why we, you know, despite criticism, despite maybe, oh yeah, there he goes again with that faith message. You know, yes, faith message. And so forth. And, uh, you know, I'd rather be called a lunatic or like Jesus or moonstruck like Jesus or be doing works by Satan like Jesus was told. You using Beelzebub. I'd rather be ridiculed and stand for something than fall for anything. Are you willing to stand? Hallelujah. Is your family saved? Oh, yes, praise God. I got uncle so-and-so on the board and I pray for him daily. And I don't say, oh, he's that rotten uncle. Ah, he's a saved uncle. And he's fulfilling God's plan for his life. Again, back to the sheets that I carry in my Bible. And um, some of them has my, have my kid's name on them. They're all saved. But we still pray and believe that every day, there's, if, if, if they're over here and they're supposed to be here, every day there's a turning, there's a turning, there's a turning, there's a turning. Amen? Every day. And they're going to fulfill God's plan. Because guess what? In a few days, according to God, one day with the Lord is a thousand years, you and I are going to take that walk alone to the throne of God and we're going to stand there and give an account we're going to stand there and gaze into his eyes and give an account for what we have done in our bodies ouch no 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 see our sins are forgiven if we have confessed them and uh, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness but we will still give an account and there's going to be a judgment seat for the works that we've done or didn't do the people that we should have won and didn't uh, have the courage to go to. All these different things. Folks, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to act as if G you knew Jesus was coming at noon tomorrow. What would you change today? Would you change anything? Would you talk to that relative? Would, 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 you, would you ask forgiveness of that? Well, we, we should every day. You know, and make it a, a I do, uh, I, when I lay my head down or when I wake up, Lord, if there's any thought of this situation or that situation, I forgive them in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, well, we didn't get anywhere today. Hallelujah. But we did. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
Hallelujah. He says, I have manifested this. Let's go uh, with verse 6 of uh, John 17. I have manifest your name. In other words, showed. I have revealed your very self. And the Bible says before Jesus, there was nothing but liars and thieves, people twisting a religious system, twisting it for their own gain, pushing, hurting people away. But God came to show us Jesus. Uh, God came to show us. Jesus came to show us God, the Father. I have revealed your very self, your real self, to the people whom you have given me out of the world, that uh, they uh, were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have obeyed and kept your word. Hallelujah. Verse 8, For the uttered words that you gave me I have given them, and they have received, accepted them, and have come to know them personally, and in reality to believe with absolute insurance. This is kind of the transmission verse, verse 8. Jesus spent all that time, three and a half years, ministering for the end time result. How many times would he say, look, I know you can't understand me now. But he had to get it down in print so you and I could understand it when the Holy Spirit comes. And so he says, for the uttered words that you gave me, the Father gave Jesus, he said, I don't do anything without the Father. I have given them, and they have received and accepted them, and have come to know Positively, say positively. And in reality, to believe with absolute assurance that I came from your presence and they have believed and conceived that you did send me. And sent Jesus with what? Uh, He came, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them of all their diseases. I... uh, was praying this morning, walking the floor, and I came to, I've shared this example before, but again, I want to share because there's some people that haven't heard this before. In uh, years ago, over 30 years ago, a group of Nigerian ministers ended up in Tulsa at a Kenneth Hagen camp meeting. And so they were in a hotel room, the Mayo Hotel, and they were praying. See, I- I'm telling you this because you could have been in that hotel room. But you're not. You're here. But why don't we bring what happened in that hotel room here? Amen? So I, I often I look at that like the lady that came out of the wheelchair after 20 years. It's going to be us. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay hands on a sick. I'm going to see that done. Yeah. We're going to see that done. We're going to see that done. Yeah. And why? Because I'm dialing it in right now. I'm going to see that done. I'm coming against any discouragement on that. Anyway, so these ministers were praying in this hotel room. And they were praying in the spirit, praying in English, whatever. And the building shook. Just like, you shouldn't even be surprised. We should actually say, they were praying. And you could ask her the question, oh, did the building shake? You know, because it should be a normal experience that we sense the building shake when they prayed. They prayed up a storm, if I could put it that way. The building shook and they had engineers come out and they couldn't, you know, what's going on? Is this building secure? Is it safe? And they, the engineers, came to that room where these men were praying or had prayed and said, the power's coming out of here. Think of that. That's church. 
That's book of Acts. Jesus, the head of the church. Hallelujah. This isn't fairy tale story. This is in Tulsa, the city we went to. It was 108 degrees when we ended up there in a black Dodge um, going to Rama Bible Training Center. Never forget that time. Amen. Hallelujah. And they prayed, and they, they, because they couldn't figure out if the hotel was safe, it was shut down for 30 years until the people felt bad that were praying, and they reopened the hotel after they prayed and say, Lord, you know, bless them and whatever, and the hotel reopened. If I'm down there in Tulsa, I'm going to go see that place. I want to see which building shook with the power of God. Hallelujah. Would it be, you know, what if this building shook? Could. I don't know if there's a need for it, but the Holy Spirit, other than the fact that everybody's heard about, well, not everybody, but a lot of people heard about the Mayo building shaking. Wow, the power of God's available. What should that do to you and me? We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimonies. Hallelujah. Praise God. People coming out of wheelchair. People set free. Finances in order. Lives restored. Children coming back to the Lord. We overcome. I'm not replacing the full gospel with anything else. Been there. Done that. My mother all sitting there with, with needing her legs amputated would have messed up my life. But we got a hold of the word. I didn't know who Catherine Kuhlman was, but got a hold of the word. And she brings the word. There's guys right now saying, there shouldn't be woman preachers. I'm sure glad there was a woman preacher. By the name of her and, you know, like Joyce Myers and, uh, and my wife and so forth. And, and I'm glad because my mom flew down to that meeting and got prayed for, even though nothing seemed to seem to happen. On the way back, she was prophesied over, says, before you reach the Canadian border, where she was flying back home to receive an operation to have her legs cut off, the Spirit of God said to her, if you forgive family so-and-so, you shall be healed. She forgave them on the airplane, felt a tingling in her legs, and the rest of the story, she didn't have her legs amputated. What if we would have stuck with, oh, you know, my friends are all here, and I know they don't quite teach the word, they don't pray in the spirit. Then you're having a nice party. We can have one downtown here too. Come on now. We've got to be serious about the word of God. He... He has put into us all things that are necessary for life and godliness. And I can go on and on and on and on and share these uh, different things. You know, even my father's death. You know, we, there was a time when I was con- really concerned, destination. And where is he going? I'm going to close with this here. And, uh, but we prayed. I, and, and we put the word of God into him. I used to phone him from Ramah at 2 or 3 in the morning. Because I knew he was uh, at the bakery or whatever, starting to work. And... Uh, when he passed away, the Lord gave us a, a, a man, a vision. Six months later, here's my dad's death. And then six months later, this guy by the name of Willie died. And he says, yes, I was going up, 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 up. And he says, um, you know, there was a, like an imaginary line. He says, I knew if I would cross that line, I'm not coming back. And he says, 
And he could see all, the, all his family sitting around, you know, mourning his death and whatever. And he says, I was right there. And all the Christian relatives came to meet me. And there was your dad saying, come on, Willie, it's better on this side. But Willie's heart got started again, came back into his body and lived another 12 years. Oh, glory to God. I'll tell you what, I was delighted when I heard that report. You know, just knowing there's nothing. I mean, think about it. You could be a gazillionaire on this planet. You could be a star athlete. You could be a whatever. And if you lose your salvation, it was all for nothing. Why have I even lived? So some of these things we've got to praise God for. Thank Him. I mean, the Bible says, bless, uh, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will be in my mouth. The Bible says, enter His gates with thanksgiving. I'm telling you just that, that fact alone. That, that I'll tell you what, I was so excited when I heard about my dad and stuff like that. And, you know, and just keep going. And yeah, we may f- make mistakes and like that. Keep going. Keep pressing to the mark of your high calling. Keep going. When he says, yeah, you're going to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Could be, I heard, I heard um, Freddie Price once say, he says, the first person I prayed for died. That, I mean, if there's ever a time to shut down, you don't know sometimes from their end. You're just responsible to lay hands on the sick. Encourage you. There's no reason why we all can't win three, four people to the Lord this week. Good. That's encouraging for me because I want to do that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. This mouth, this temple is not going to be used by the enemy this week. No foothold. No stronghold. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for your word. Thank you that your word is truth. Thank you for the deposit that the Holy Spirit put into us. Because Jesus said everything that the Father has given him, we have. Especially in these end times. The joy. We never even got to the joy. Oh, Father, the joy. Every book of the Bible talks about it. When, what the believer looks like. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Lord. Thank, thank him. Just... If this word went into your heart, just thank him that. Oh, you are Father God. I just thank you. Again, you touched my heart. And, and sh- Lord, I'm going to not let the enemy steal a seed out of my heart. No, you're not stealing it. I'm, I'm retaining this here. This is valid information for the next step. And it's line upon line and precept upon precept of the goodness of God. Of the life of God. The way he asked me to live it. The angels were so excited that there's a new life beginning. Joy to the world. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. My joy I give unto you, John 17. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for your presence is on me right now. Hallelujah. Thank you. Your heavy anointing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And if you're there right now and have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, today is the day of salvation. Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Hallelujah. Let's pray that. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross. 
Pray this with me. I believe that you rose again from the dead. I confess you now as my Lord. I want in. I want Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior. And according to your word, if I confess it, believe it in my heart, and confess it with my mouth, I shall be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, you are born again. Go tell somebody. Call us at 250-862-3044. We would love to share with you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We have booklets we'd love to give you. Uh, um, just get you going on the only thing that's important, Jesus, in this life right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. After the announcements, we're going to open up the altar to pray. Whatever you have need of. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God shall supply all of your needs. In Jesus' name, amen. Just in, in this, um, I guess, atmosphere is, again, just if you're giving this morning, um, it's an act of worship. Yes. And, uh, you know, you make checks payable to Victory Life Church cash or there's envelopes in the back and make sure to put them in that container there. If you're giving online, the information should be back there. Um, go through the website, e-transfers. Um, there's just different ways of giving announcements again just encourage you grab the bulletin so that you know what's happening there's prayer here this wednesday ladies no prayer this friday next sunday is again miracle and healing sunday so find people that you know that they need a miracle they need healing um, it's a special time of the month that you know specifically we touch on healing and uh, the whole service is that amen and um, so do that feel to close with this scripture and and um, want, want us to stand as I just read this over you it's found in Ephesians chapter 3 and it's a prayer that Paul prays for the church so anytime Paul uh, you find him praying you can take those prayers and pray them over yourself or pray them over your family or pray them over different people um, I really encourage you to do that. Pray it over yourself first and then and then go from there. But this is this is my prayer for you and our prayer for you as as well. And this is this is Ephesians chapter three. Um, and maybe you could put it up on the screen. Um, sorry, Lance, I didn't give it to you ahead of time. It was just something that the Lord uh, gave me as I was sitting there. It's Ephesians chapter 3, verse starts with verse 15, and I'm reading it from the Amplified Classic. And then I felt to do something after we pray this, that, um, and, and again, pastor opened up the altar afterwards, and we can do that. But I really feel, after we pray this prayer, we're actually just going to sing, Jesus loves me, this I know. Did you know that if you know that you know that you know that Jesus loves you, there's just something that happens in you through you, for you, or whatever, 
when you just walk in the love of God. And so I feel to do that at the end is just to pray that. And I know the kids know that song. Most of us know that song. But if you need deliverance this morning from something, if there's a question that you have, if there's healing that's needed, as we sing that song at the end, really just just pour your heart out. And, and as you're singing, Jesus loves me, this I know. Know that he's delivering you. Know that he's healing you. Know that he's giving you the answer that's needed, whatever it is, as you sing it. Amen? Sometimes we think we have to come up front and have somebody lay hands on you, and that's all great. It's, it's wonderful. But it's, it's that simple as literally sometimes just laying hands on yourself and just going, Jesus, I know you love me, and thank you right now for whatever it is. Consistently acknowledging him. Amen. So this is our prayer for you. It says, For whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that Father from whom all fatherhood takes its title and derives its name, May he grant you out of the rich treasure of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself, indwelling your innermost being and personality. May Christ, through your faith, actually dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love, what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth of it, that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. I'm praying that for you, that you experience the love of God. Not just this head thing where it's like, I know he loves me. Yeah, I know. No, do you really know he loves you? That's the prayer. That you would experience that. That you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God. That is, may, That you may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Now to him who by and consequence of the faction of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly um, at over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. And we'll end there. That's our prayer for you. That's Paul's prayer back in that day was his prayer for the church. So let's just close the service this morning with singing, Jesus loves me. This I know. Everybody knows that one. Amen. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Father, we just thank you that you love us so much that you gave us your son, Jesus. And today we, again, just acknowledge you. We thank you for that love. Thank you, thank you, thank you that you loved us first.
And because of that, and because of all that you've given us, we just thank you, thank you, thank you, and receive that again this morning. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, be blessed. Have a wonderful week. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.